Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we're going to be talking to you all about Ratatouille. Ratatouille. I don't know why I said, I sounded like Italian there. Like yeah. I didn't even sound like French. No. I don't know. I don't know how, Ratatouille. Yeah. I don't know. You know. 2007. 2007's a little late. Like, I feel like I don't really have the connection to this movie as I do to, like, Toy Story or even... What was the other one that we did? Oh, Incredibles. I literally <laughs> already forgot. It's been a tough couple of it's weeks, y'all. It's been a crazy week. And... How do you mean, like... It's going yeah, to get that, crazier. Like, I feel like everybody... I am, like, associated even peripherally with is, like, losing their fucking minds. Yeah. I don't... Uh, me included, but hopefully... Like, I mean, you the least of all, which is what's sad. It's <laughs> that's like, so sad. Like, that is so yeah, sad. That's what, yeah, le- you least of all. It's like, I, I don't... I don't have time. I know you'll be okay, so I don't have time That's to true. worry about you. I'm it's like, just like everything else. It's like I fucking hate everyone. Everything that like I'm doing, it doesn't fall on you. Oh, my you know. Also, I need to say I'm breezy. This is my life. I'm walking around with my shorts undone, and it's just... Oh. That's fine. At least you're wearing shorts, you know? Yeah. Like, that's a win. But what I was saying was, I feel like when like when things are going crazy for me, like, that craziness definitely does not fall on you. Like, it literally impacts you zero. No, no. But, like, I feel like we're both kind of... Other than you having to, like, listen to me whine. But, like, we're both, like, responsible ish mature uh, you more so than me um we're both like mature ish adults so mm-hmm. like when we're stressed out individually like we don't push that on each no. other you know generally like, no yeah I, it would take a lot yeah it would be like pretty next level anyway um aside from us talking about how well adjusted we are um it's okay i think people need to know like about us to like understand our take on ratatouille ratatouille <laughs> i'm I, just so I glad feel like i, I need to just say tongue. ratatouille Ratatouille, you know, but like that Emily sounds... Ratatouille, <laughs> like Ratatouille, <laughs> like, uh, and now I sound like what's her name from Monsters Inc. Ratatouille. Oh yeah, oh, I, can't I don't know. It's was. it's yeah, yeah. been a day. The big um, slug lady. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, the glasses and the whole yeah, thing. Ed, no, it's not Edna. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Okay, um, we're real punchy today, so anyway, the running time of this movie is an hour and 51 minutes, which is a solid, like, half an hour too long. I would say, like, a half hour. You could have edited so much out of this movie, I'm sorry. Like, Brad Bird, I still wish you good things, he's the director, but like, yeah, oh my god, I definitely this highlighted so this in my notes at the end, I figured out why this movie was too long, and like, what made it too much, you We'll know? get there, the, Yeah, like, no, we'll, but like, I definitely, like... There's a little teaser this. for you. Yes, definitely. I, I definitely realized this, like, early on in the movie. I'm like, this is why this isn't going well for me. Yeah. So one of our esteemed gift basket recipients, Brad Bird, again, his Directed. own force. Yeah. Uh, Incredibles, Ratatouille, The Iron Giant, Tomorrowland. Yeah, etc. Etc. Et We've gone over this. You know this. He's a wonderful whatever. man. Yeah, he's sure. Um, I, we really can't know for sure, but, like, I hope so. <laughs> 
He's, it's like 2018, kids, we don't know. Like, I feel like the weird ones, like the John Lasseter's, like, don't have their own yes. kids. Yeah. Where, like, Brad Bird is, like, a family man. Good. So, all right. So, I'm going to start with the um, starring roles. because Yeah, I have, there's like, a lot here. Yes, but it's, like, super interesting. And, like, this is... Okay. Mind-blowing. So... <laughs> Remy, so I'm burping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm Let it all pizza. out, Olivia. Let like, it all. I'm, like, getting pizza, like, <laughs> coming back up. So it's, like... It's just pizza and Diet Coke. Yeah, it's, like, pepperoni burp. Um, so, imagine that, everyone. Mine are, like, salmon and french fries and frozen. Definitely a better... Def- yeah, it's really much better. Um, so, Patton Oswalt uh, voices Remy, the main rat. Um, <laughs> Me. <laughs> Rat numero uno. Um, his known for us are Young Adult, 2011, Ratatouille, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World from 2012, and The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, 2013. What is the sitcom that, like, he was on? I feel like he was on not... Was he on, like, King of Queens, or am I thinking of someone else? I think he... Uh, he wasn't the main guy on King no, of no, Queens. No, 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 he wasn't. He was, like, the brother, I think, That King sounds right. Queens. Like, he was... Um, oh, God, I almost started installing updates on my iPad. That would have been a disaster. Um, I He definitely did spots on King... He had guests... It, like, was a guest recurring role on King of Queens. Um, but really, yeah. he is a stand-up comedian who dabbles in movies and television, mm-hmm. as most of them do. Okay, <laughs> so this is my aside. The good on, ones do. On Patton Oswalt. <laughs> Here we go. So, Patton Oswalt was married. Follow me on this one. I think I explained it pretty well. He was married to a true crime. Yes. Also, I hope everyone knows about this. Like, I, I knew about this already. But, like, so I think it's I, interesting. If you don't, it's just a good thing to, like... No. Recap, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's very, it's interesting. Anyway. Um, so, Pat Oswalt was married to a true crime writer, Michelle McNamara, who died in her sleep two years ago at the age of 46, um, which is really sad. And she was not able to complete her last project called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer. Which is a book. Yes. Um, and she did a lot of, like, research and other things with it, um, but... Patton Oswalt worked with the publishers and other collaborators to ensure the book was finished and published, which it was in February of 2018, this year. On April 25th of 2018, the Golden State Killer was identified as 72-year-old Joseph James D'Angelo, thanks to DNA evidence. Uh, He was arrested for eight counts of murder in three California counties, and investigators are currently working to link him to four additional murders and 45 rapes that have been attributed. Forty-five! Yeah. 45 rapes that have been attributed to the Golden State Killer. It's wow. crazy. And this crazy. was, I think, in the 80s, 70s and 80s that this happened, maybe? Yeah, something similar to that. Also, the DNA evidence is really interesting because it was, like, from 23andMe or, like, Ancestry.com. Like, it was from one of those oh, really? Ancestry services. I didn't know that. It was one of his, like, family members. And they oh. found that DNA, and they were like, this isn't exactly it, but it has to be really close. Yeah. Like, it has to be, like, first or second degree away. So then they, like, went through that and tried to figure out, like, okay, who was, like, in law enforcement in this person's family or, like, different things like that. Who would have been the right age at the right time? And then they figured out that it was this guy. Um, It was a part of the the, um, profile also that the FBI come up with that he was was somebody who had worked in law enforcement Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So the profile was actually pretty spot on, which is great um, yeah for people like me <laughs> personally i heard a lot about this on um the podcast that i'm sure everyone who's listening to this probably has like 
heard of or I'm sure like listens to which was my favorite murder they talked about it a lot um and it was really interesting like they had I think one of the lead investigators on this case oh that's cool um Holes what's his first name Peter maybe I don't know um they like had him as a surprise guest on their podcast and he was like talking about it and everything like that after yeah there's a lot of really good documentaries that are like being brought back up because he was caught recently Um, yeah I'm not gonna watch any of them because easily spooked but um, <laughs> like oh Arnie it's fine. Arnie <laughs> it's fine yeah um yeah so the last thing on that is there was a quote from Oswald from the late show of Seth Meyers where he went on right after the Golden State Killer was um caught and he prolific said, for murder coverage weird I mean because it was a huge case I mean, it was I, yeah a very yeah. you know 45 rapes 12 murders yeah more commonly um, known as the East Area Rapist so yeah Renamed um, Golden State Killer so that people would take it seriously. Um, so, and he also moved too. He moved south mm-hmm. to um, yeah. Southern California. From, yeah, he went through Santa Barbara too. Yeah, it was like the whole state of California. Um, but he said that his um, late wife McNamara's book and the article that led to the book really ramped up interest in the case and put a lot of focus on this. He explained not to discredit the work the police and the lab technicians did. But it was her dream. She always said, I don't care about credit. I want to know that he's in jail. And now he's caught. Love that. Um, The bracelets are on and it feels like this thing that she wanted so badly is now done. So that's kind of a great, like, end to her story, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's also kind of sad because now it's like her story's over, you know? Yeah, but I mean... You feel me? Yeah, no, I totally get it. But it's like a good... I mean, if you're going to end your story... Because she did pass away. So, like, if you're going to end your story, at least, like... It's like with justice, I guess you would say. Justice. Justice was served. <laughs> good. Justice for Michelle McNamara. Yeah, good for her. Um, so rest in peace. <laughs> the R.I.P. The next uh, person on our list of people in this movie is Sir Ian Holm, who plays Skinner. Um, his known for us are Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King from 2003, Lord of the Rings: Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring in 2001. Okay. Um, the Sweet Hereafter from 1997 and. Ratatouille from 2007. I think he's the guy who plays... Um, uh, you're going to say this like I have seen a Lord I, okay. of the Rings Well, movie. the Lord of the Rings, if you do have seen the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he plays the dwarf. The red like, dwarf. Okay, I was like, aren't there like a lot There's of like dwarves? a main dwarf. Like okay. there's like a main person from each like area <laughs> mm. who are in like the, the like group. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's like the red haired. A lot of weird looks. <laughs> He's like it's... the red haired dwarf guy. Anybody who's seen the movie definitely knows him. <laughs> yeah, and anyone who hasn't definitely does not. Um, so he's from Good Maze in Essex in England, and he's also a Lawrence Olivier Award-winning, Tony Award-winning, BAFTA-winning, and Academy Award-nominated <laughs> oh. <laughs> star of films and the stage. Good for him. Congrats. Um, cool. Also starring... Essex, you know, I just need to get out of here so I can go watch Love Island. I have been to Beauty in Essex mm. <laughs> What? The restaurant Beauty in Essex. Oh, yeah, where they gave you champagne in the bathroom. I mean, they didn't. Oh, okay. I've heard that they give you champagne in the I'm bathroom. I'm sure you can, but yeah. like that's not. If you go at the right time, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, we went for dinner, so. Oh. Um, like an it's early. supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, like an early dinner. Yeah. Um, so also in this movie was Lou Romano, um, who played Lou Linguini. Um, he was in The Incredibles. <laughs> 
But he played Bernie Croft. I don't even him. remember who that was. I don't know. Um, he was in Ratatouille Cars um, from 2006 and The Little Prince from 2015. I have no idea who this is. Yeah, um, I don't know who this is either. Let me give him a goog. What? <laughs> um, give him a goog. Who am I? Yeah, um, I didn't. I feel like I like. I feel like this guy kind of looks like Linguini. I thought, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny because I'm like, oh, Lou Romano, and then also in this is Brad Garrett, who stars as Gusto, but everybody knows him from Everybody Loves Raymond. He was the older brother from Everybody. everybody. But like, I thought it was funny that like every it was Ray Romano. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, Brad Garrett only does things with somebody with the last name of Romano. Um, Great. But yeah, Everybody Loves Raymond. He was in Tangled from 2015, which I love. Um, Ratatouille and Casper from 1995. Um, oh, this is Brad Garrett. I didn't realize. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, we had moved on. I oh, yeah. Realize. Sorry. I, I didn't know if you had found anything more interesting. Um, no. he's, <laughs> Trust me. No. <laughs> he's six foot eight and a half inches tall, which is very tall. Um, That's really tall. I wonder if he plays basketball. <laughs> Also, um, he was the very first winner of Star Search in 1984, and he won $100,000. Wow. I don't know what he won for, but... Yeah, I don't... I don't... Because I always thought Star Search was a singing competition, but maybe he did comedy, because I know he's also a stand-up comedian. I have literally no idea. He owns a comedy club in um, in Vegas, I know. Who doesn't? Me. <laughs> Like, I'd like to, but... I told you about my secret comedy club that I own That would be really nice. Oh, my God. Okay, so also in this movie... I'm crazy today. Um, Also in this movie is Will Arnett. I don't Um, know who he plays. I don't know who this character is. Horst. Horst, I think, was the... He's one of the kitchen guys. I think he was the blonde-haired kitchen guy. The bald second... The sous chef. Okay. I think. Could be wrong. Um, But his known force are the Lego Batman movie. Wow. Um, Arrested <laughs> yeah. Development, uh, the Lego movie, cool. And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. I thought Will Arnett was more famous. <laughs> I know, so did I. I'm like, oh, I, I know. That's why I put it. But, I'm like, oh, Will Arnett. But I'm like, I mean, oh, shit. Also, Arrested Development from 2003 to 2018. Good for you. But, like, there's a, there break, was a break in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> we were on a break. Yeah, and during that break, he did the Lego Batman movie. Um, Lego movie, like, wasn't bad, but... Anyway. I... I and I tried to watch it with an ex-boyfriend and we like literally we watched like we went to Frozen together mm-hmm. like we wa- watched a lot but of I saw kids, it in the like, theater so it was cool yeah we like, saw we okay. saw well we saw like Frozen and stuff in the theater but then we tried to watch Lego Batman movie we got five minutes in we both looked at each other like is this as terrible as we think it is like we really wanted to like it it, it was, was a terrible. fun role I don't know. <laughs> the look I gave Olivia was like, I don't even believe what every, I'm saying yeah, right now. Yeah, because it was really well talked up, and I yeah. was like very disappointed. Oh, okay. Um, so Will Arnett is from Toronto, and he speaks fluent French, which is impressive. Um, and also, he was married to Amy Poehler from 2003 until 2016, and they have two kids together. He's very much the Dax Shepherd to um, the Kristen Bell that is Amy Poehler. Was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. I get that vibe. Yeah. I mean, they're which they like were I actually really like Dax Shepard. He has a wonderful podcast called mm-hmm. Armchair Expert, which mm-hmm. is really good. But like, Will Arnett kind of gives me the heebies a little bit. I Interesting. Just like a little weirder than like he's his too wife? like slicked back. You know, like he's greasy. I feel that. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the box <laughs> office and critical say. acclaim. It's hard. I feel like, okay, it's hard to like not be greasy when you're next to like Amy Poehler all the time. He's yeah, that's just, true. Like, because she's like the anti-grease. Yeah. 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 But I mean, she's so like wholesome. She's the and, like, Dawn dish soap of. Yeah. I mean, even, I feel like he on his own just, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get that vibe from Dax Shepard. Amy Poehler but, like, also that's... been in a, in a Pixar movie. Yeah, she was in Inside Out, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, also, Mindy Kaling, <laughs> who I love. Let's just keep going. <laughs> like, he's been in a Pixar movie. Great. Who else? <laughs> just go back and forth. Like We're not <laughs> avoiding talking about this actual movie. <laughs> we really are. Um, but that's fine. Even the movie avoided getting into its plot, so it's fine. True. Um, so, as far as the box office and critical acclaim for this movie goes, it had a $150 million budget, which, like, is a lot. Um, maybe not for, like, an animated movie, but it was it was a lot. Um, and then its opening weekend, it made $47 million. I almost said $470 million. Nope, $47. Um, and then, overall, in the USA, it grossed $206 million, and then six. Hundred and twenty-four million dollars worldwide gross. Yes, it did very well. Gross. Yeah. Um, I I feel like with these like hundred fifty million dollar budget with these animated movies, it's, it's like print money. Well, yeah, and it's like I imagine being like in a Pixar animation, like they're like, okay, we're done with these computers, throw them out until the next <laughs> movie. <laughs> Like they literally just take all their Apple computers well, honestly, and throw them in the no, trash no, can. Honestly, like I feel like by the time they finish, they're like, not like in date anymore. Yeah, they, they do, like I'm need sure. the updated software. I mean, they at least get like all new hardware. software. I'm sure, and I'm sure these people are developing their own software yeah. too. To like, which is crazy. But Ratatouille was nominated for five Oscars. It won one for best animated feature film of the year against. Persepolis and Surfs Up. Are these even real movies? No, I remember Surfs Up. Was that the Penguin movie? No. Oh. Because I know there was like a penguin Happy surfing feet. movie. No, but like there was like a penguin surfing movie. I don't know. Um, but I feel like this is kind of cheating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got lucky with the year. Oh my Definitely. god, Shia LaBeouf. Oh my god, it is with penguins. I told you. Wow. <laughs> I was like, there's definitely a penguin surfing movie. Yeah, starring Shia LaBeouf and also Zoe Deschanel. Because it Jeff was like, Bridges. it's like the penguins that had the beards, right? Honestly, Loki, a better cast. <laughs> um, it's like the penguins like with like the, the yellow yeah. beard things. Yeah. It had yellow like ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like the beards and yeah. Yeah, we're doing a lot of hand motions that you can't see. You guys know the kind of... You, I have you no know idea the what penguin I'm talking about. Is. Anybody yeah. who knows penguins knows the penguins. Not like emperor penguins, but like the other kind of penguins. Not the cute kind of penguin, but like... Yeah, like the like fluffy ones. Okay, sure. <clears throat> Trivia. Trivia. What is Ratatouille, you may ask? <laughs> um, <laughs> no one's asking. Deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> investigative journalism podcast <laughs> what is ratatouille um so ratatouille is a vegetable stew from provence a region in france famous for the bounty of its produce Ooh, and also its herbs herbs of provence delicious um so it's, ratatouille is typically served as a side dish and it's commonly prepared with eggplant tomatoes onions bell peppers zucchini garlic and herbs all cooked in olive oil the obsessed. name oh my god no it sounds so good it's just veggies and herbs and yeah. olive oil. That sounds amazing. That's anti my salt. diet. <sighs> Put some like parmesan <laughs> Did you say on there. Salt. <laughs> I love salt. That's, 
literally all salt goes gone. Pretzels. <laughs> I was about to say, I was literally just eating pretzels. It's the ingredients of pretzels, white flour, salt. <laughs> like, that's it. That's what I... What yeah, I no, no. But, like, I could make you probably, like, a really good ratatouille. I probably believe in not, myself because I, I don't like vegetables. Okay, well, Like, whatever. I'm sure it'd be good for you, but not good for me. <laughs> well, Dude. it's, like, roasted, and I feel like roasted's one of the most delicious ways to prepare vegetables. Anyway, I'm losing Olivia, but... So the name comes from the French verb toulier, meaning to stir up, and some cooks combine all the vegetables together at once, while others prefer to create a concentrate base with the onions, garlic, bell peppers, tomato, cooked until their juices have almost evaporated, and then layer the remaining sautéed veggies on top. Oh my god, that sounds so good. Um, creating a type of casserole similar to the movie. In the movie, they were a lot prettier than like just chopping it, it all together. It was like very it pretty. Like it's I beautiful. liked, it, I think it was more like a little bit kind of like a deconstructed ratatouille i feel like i feel like that's like when you google ratatouille though like that's what it actually looks like see everything i was finding was like a stew and mm. this was more like like a deconstructed like like yeah because i feel pre- like a presentation stew doesn't animate well no, no no um but yeah there was pet, pet rats that were kept at the studio in the hallway for more than a year vile so disgusting <laughs> so the animators could study the movement of their fur noses ears paws and tails It'd be you know much how cuter else you if this was like puppies <laughs> like you know were, how else we you... had studio puppies <laughs> yeah it's just the stray dogs that live all over paris sure no, it's like hundred more um, dalmatians they're oh, like we had puppies that's london that's puppies anyway but like you know how else you could study the movement of rats from like in a cage like they don't have to run free i think they were in a cage i don't know they kept in the studio in the hallway i'm just imagining them like running okay free in the i hallway. was imagining, i could be wrong i could be wrong i was I'm imagining wrong. like a rabbit hutch like oh okay you know like it's a little bit better like they a cage with like stank though yeah but like i was thinking like a cage like like you know like a big rabbit hutch kind of cage with like rats a rat in hutch yeah like sure. a, a rat it hutch <laughs> Oh, wow. So, marketing tie-ins proved to be problematic for the film as no food product company wanted to be associated with a rat. Yeah. Except Chef Boyardee. (laughs) What? Because somebody says Chef Boyardee in the movie, um, but it's like mocking Chef Boyardee. Yeah. I'm like, well, we got that one. Well, yeah, because they want to, anyway, we'll get to it, but they want to be like the French Chef Boyardee. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Actually, no, they wanted, like, all, because they had, like, Mexican food and, like, Chinese food, Yeah, I wanted to be, like, a frozen food. He wanted to be, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Disney and Pixar were uh, planning to bring a French-produced Ratatouille-branded wine to Costco stores. Why? That was until the California Wine Institute complained. Good. um, Suggesting that a wine sporting cartoon characters would only encourage underage drinking. (laughs) Which, like, that would be, like, vastly underage. (laughs) Like, six-year-olds. Like, yeah, like, okay. I don't think this movie's being marketed to 17-year-olds, but okay. Yeah, but there are, like, there is the scene where... uh, Fettuccine? What's his name? Linguini. Um, <laughs> like some kind of pasta. Um, when he... Rotini, you know. Um, when he is drinking a lot of wine and, like, gets really drunk with uh, Skinner and it's, like, a bad example for children. And then he, like, falls asleep at work and then wakes up in the morning and, like, doesn't even wake up and, like, Remy's doing his job for him. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel Very like Very Iron Giant, by the way. I think that's definitely Maybe something that happens a lot in, like, Disney movies. Like, aren't afraid to, like, portray... just, like, in the workplace. No, no, no. Like, drunk... <laughs> like, um, you know, I remember growing up, there was always, Buzz like... Lightyear. Even, like, Sleeping Beauty, which was, like, a really long time ago. But, like, whenever they burped, they, like, burped bubbles. And it was supposed yeah. to, like, be like, oh, they're drunk on wine kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <sighs> That's definitely... I don't think Disney has ever, like, strayed away from showing, like, adults drinking. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, also, Disney World and um, Disneyland have Food and Wine Festival, which is, like, a whole month that they bring in, like, top-quality chefs and stuff like that, which I don't know when it started, but um, mm-hmm. I think they definitely use this as part of a marketing ploy for that. Yeah. Um, another fun fact is, when recording lines for a scene in which Remy hugs his father, father Django... I did not realize that was his name. I don't think they call him that very often. I knew a Django growing up. D-J-A-N-G-O. I always told him, like, oh, you should be a DJ. And they were a DJ name. Can be DJ Ango. <laughs> right. Um, unchained. Um, so Remy's, like, hugging his dad Django. And, as one does. And Patton Oswalt actually hugged director Brad Bird to achieve a realistic sound. Do you remember this? This was like peak me watching Disney. Not peak, but like probably up there with like the amount of time that I was watching Disney Channel. And I remember there was one of those uh, like commercial spots. You know how Disney would always make those little commercial spots like advertising their new movies that were coming out and things like that. Um, They had one about Ratatouille and it was about the Foley artistry. It was like how they were doing all the Foley work for the kitchen stuff. And I, like, was noticing while I was watching this movie, like, the Foley is very intense, and it's really well done. What is Foley? So Foley would be, like, say you're animating someone putting their cup down. It's me watching the film at, like, exactly the right moment, putting a cup down and, like, getting the audio of that. Oh, yeah. That would be really difficult for a kitchen. Really hard. And I feel like I watched this video. Let me see if I can find this video. Do you want to talk about the food that they made for the film, Olivia? I'd love to. Animators created over 270 pieces of food for the film. Every item was prepared in a real kitchen, photographed for reference, and eaten. So nothing went to waste. I love that. That's dream job. (laughs) Tap position. (laughs) Just to, like, get to eat French food all day. Dream. It's like Monica in um, Friends. She's like, if I could do anything, I want to go... To Paris and eat cheese and drink wine and bread. Eat cheese and bread and drink wine. Love that. Really? Um, Did I ever... So, have you seen Julia and Julia? Yes. Okay, so you're familiar with Julia Child. Yes. As far as, like, she's a cook, etc. So, my mom was at the grocery store one day. And in the grocery store, in the produce section... No way. Julia Child. What? (laughs) In... The produce section, Julia Child. Did she say anything? My mom did not say anything. What the fuck is She that? did, however, follow Julia Child <laughs> around. <laughs> she followed Julia Child around the grocery store and was like, like to see I want to buy what Julia's get. buying. Exactly. And my mom's like a big fan of Julia Child. Like she has all the cookbooks she and everything. Seems, so like she, she recognized her. But no, we, we don't do that. Okay. So, our plugs. 
Okay, guys, so before we get into the plot, I really quickly just wanted to remind you, you can go to tbtamp.com for everything you need to know about the show. There, you will also find a link to our Redbubble store where you can buy stuff to support the show. Please remember, charity starts at home, and we are your home. While listening to this podcast, scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app and select five stars, easy as pie. And if you truly love us, you can go the extra mile and leave us a review. Woo! Woo, woo. Uh, be sure to talk about our podcast to literally everyone that will listen, friends, parents, work colleagues, the person in the bathroom stall next to you, on Facebook, anyone. Spread the word of TBT, AMP, like you would Jesus Christ, or like butter on some fresh French bread. Good one. On a croissant. A croissant. <laughs> um, if you have anything you want to share or comment with us about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at tbtamp. Or you can follow us on our personal Instagram and Twitter accounts at Mac is cheesy, M-A-C-K is cheesy for me, and... And at Miranda John Zun for me. I was distracted because um, we got a new rating. So. Yeah, that's Brittany. exciting. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Britt. I was with her. Thank you. We appreciate Honestly, your like, rating. If you know us in real life and you haven't rated us five stars, like just know that we probably know and we and, probably like, hate you for it. I'm just kidding. We love like, you, but... Yeah, we're withholding presents. There's a little you. bit of resentment. As everyone knows from this podcast, um, I'm a great present giver. And she truly is. Yeah, I'm a great when present giver. When is her styles, by the way? Um, it's next month. Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, I know it was in July, but... Yeah, yeah, I thought it was in June, and I, like, had a freak out last week. I was like, oh, shit, she's going home, and <laughs> it's, like, this weekend. No, I wouldn't um, have. Yeah, no, I was freaking out about it. And then I looked at my calendar, and I'm like, okay, we're good. But, yeah, I'm a great gift giver, and um, if you haven't rated this podcast, I definitely check before I send your gifts in the mail or give them Ooh. to you. So, if you haven't rated our podcast, uh, you're not getting a gift. So, so getting on to the plot. You can do this because I have a lot of points. All right. So Remy narrates an introduction of himself and his rat tribe, um, later <laughs> referred to in this um, in this synopsis as a colony. Great. Um, he has a highly developed sense of taste and smell that is not appreciated appreciated by his dad unless it is being used to detect rat poison in the tribe's food. Cute. Um, Remy does not, doesn't hate humans the way he has always been told that he is supposed to and he is inspired by his favorite chef, Auguste Gusto. Auguste Gusto. Um, cookbook. Just, like, say it however you want, but just say it with confidence. I know, but I was thinking, I was like, I was thinking Augustus, but it's definitely not. So, like, that's why I was questioning it. Okay. Um, Gusto's cookbook and TV show. Remy confides his secret passion for fine foods, cooking, and his ability to read in his brother, Emil. Just a casual rat that can read. You know, and speak English. Uh, (laughs) Me. (laughs) uh, In Paris. (laughs) Unfortunately, the old lady whose house Remy's tribe lives in discovers them, and they are forced to quickly flee. Uh, Remy is separated from the rest of the tribe in the sewers beneath Paris, and with a little help of the ghost of Gusto, he finds himself in his dead favorite chef's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie like opens up with a scene of sort of like Gusto on the TV, and it's very reminiscent for me because we just watched it of Incredibles, um, how it like 
has, I mean, it doesn't open up this way, but it has that part sort of towards the beginning with the exposition where it's them like watching old news footage and watching TV. And it definitely had the same treatment to it. Like it was slightly in black and white. And it was, yeah, it was like, oh, this must be a thing that like Brad Bird's really into as a way to explain these like complicated exposition to children. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a fast quick story building technique i guess you yeah could say. a very quick a little lazy but it's yeah fine. i was thinking that too i'm like eh, i mean like it's not the best it's not but... the best but you you do what you have to do yeah if um, you want to have like a really in-depth established storyline which there's quite a few of in this oh my movie God. um i think it's something you kind of have to do to build up a backstory yeah also so there were a few parts of this movie that I found honestly and truly disgusting like (laughs) gagged it was gross um so this in this section like the old lady is crazy so it's like a colony of rats that live just sort of outside this old lady's like random French country cabin they were living in her ceiling no well yeah I'll get there um and so she sees Remy and she gets a gun and starts shooting Remy, which is not the best like a method for catching shotgun that she insane. just goes off with in yeah. her house and ruins her home. She's like shooting holes in all of her walls and stuff like that. And it's apparently the rainy season, which I think it honestly like kind of always is in Paris. But anyway, I digress. And she eventually like is shooting up her ceiling, and she shoots so many times in her ceiling that her ceiling caves in. And out of nightmares, like it, like literal I, like, nightmare about fuel, to vomit just I'm going to about throw it. up. I have the heebie-jeebies so bad right now. Her ceiling caves in, and as her ceiling caves in, four hundred rats go everywhere. Well, they and like, land just, and they all look at her and then they so run away. It's like oh, it's horrible, and they're like running out of every nook and cranny, and it's horrific. It's disgusting. It's truly disgusting like awful um there's a few more like really gross points but that's one of them yeah also very few casualties if any (laughs) (laughs) she's really not a good shot yeah she's a terrible Um, shot (laughs) yeah so when remy gets to paris also there's a pretty long montage of the city to set the scene and there's like random shots of like little cafes and things like that very like parisian whatever and then there's also this random part where he is like in the middle of this weird like lovers quarrel which i don't really want to say i would much rather say like abusive relationship (laughs) where one of them has a gun and then they're like fighting and stuff and like threatening someone with the gun and then like the gun goes off and then they like forget all their worries and just like make out it was very weird i don't remember that okay it was i hope i didn't dream it um yeah i I mean like i'm sure it happened but like i feel like Lindsay's gonna reach out and be like i remember that yeah i definitely don't remember (laughs) Lindsay. that's not what you sound like you sound much better than that but yeah i don't know it was it's a lot (laughs) i was like this is the weirdest thing ever yeah that i don't quite remember okay it happened i promise so alfredo linguini what a name sounds delicious um is hired as a garbage boy by skinner who's gusto's former sous chef and currently owns the restaurant as remy watches the kitchen operation from above sneaky um he sees linguini ruining a pot of soup that he spilled because he's like trying to recreate it after he spilled it because he was like mopping badly it's fine i also don't really understand i kind of get why he's like 
mopping in the middle of when they're cooking, but like mop at the end of the night, bro. Like they should yeah. have those little mats that like you yeah. can't, and then you just hose the whole thing down and like yeah. As start someone who has worked in in a restaurant, you, you don't mop not up. mopping during no. like a rush. There's Insane. just no way. Um. So yeah, Remy fixes the soup while no one's looking. This scene is like kind of cute, but also kind of gross because it's like a rat in food. I don't know. Like the whole thing is a little bit gross. Um, but he's just like throwing in shallots and salts and stuff like that, and then like tasting in all. Yeah, that. it was. I thought this making was it cute. really good. It was cute. Um, I was like me when I'm cooking soup because I love making <laughs> soup. You do make soup a lot. I haven't made soup in a very long time though. But I feel like warm. you've made soup more in like. Then How- you've cooked anything else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did make chicken nuggets this weekend. Oh, you made chicken nuggets. No, I like heated them up and <laughs> like Ew. make them. Like Gross. they're like Tyson pre-cooked chicken nuggets that I made in. I do like opt for the oven over. A meal the- would be so proud. Uh, yeah, I do opt for like the oven for things like that. I don't like cook that kind of stuff oh. in the microwave. Yeah good for you so i think that's good michelin star over here truly um but yeah so anyway um he's caught by linguini linguini catches remy and then remy's trying to escape but linguini manages to trap him under a colander just in time for skinner to see him tampering with the soup and begins screaming at him in the midst of skinner's tantrum a bowl of the soup goes out to the food critic who loves Remy's soup. And then Skinner is forced to keep Linguini on the staff as a cook. Skinner sees Remy trying to escape out of a window, but once again, Linguini catches him and is forced to take him away from the restaurant. That's another like part of this movie that was really long. Like this portion where Remy's like running around the kitchen trying to get out of the thing. It made me feel like, oh, you're really just trying to get an Oscar for like best sound design. Yeah, like, that's what you're doing there. Definitely the leading up, I, it just took so long. I, no joke, it was like 30 minutes at least before like Remy and Linguini even like have an interaction. Yeah. And it's so long and there's just no plot development there considering like what the, I don't know what the actual plot of this movie is supposed to be about because there's so many, there's so much shit going on. But like before, I always thought like the main point was Remy and Linguini's relationship, like going into this movie again mm-hmm. as an adult. And it's like, no joke, uh, even to the the end of this, like to this point where he's like about to throw Lingu- Remy into the water in a jar, like and kill him. Mm-hmm. Even up to that point, it's like 45 minutes. Like, yeah, it's, it's really so long. late. So long. But. The food looks really good and the restaurant looks nice. And I also, one of these parts that like is definitely angling for like really good sound design is like the contrast between the craziness of the kitchen and then like Mm -hmm. the quiet calm of the restaurant. It was like really nice and like was a good contrast to like show you exactly how calm the restaurant was and how chaotic the kitchen is. Yeah, I think something we're definitely both agreeing on, um, even from like up to this point, is that the actual animation and like the production of this movie is great yeah and like the um the like i remember one of my notes for later is that like the the portrayal of paris is beautiful um like as in as far as the animation goes like the it's very like beautifully done Mm -hmm. and like the sound design all that stuff is great it's just like from a storytelling point point, there's just it's just takes forever yeah i feel like there's not quite enough good storytelling to make up for the it's very it's almost too artistic for a children's movie exactly like it could have been really cool 
Especially, like, if it had just focused on, like, Linguini and the, like, I don't know, if there wasn't a rat in here. But I get what they were trying to do. Like, I really understood, I feel like I really understood, like, the themes. And it was very, it really resonated a lot with me. But they could have, like, know. maybe, they're, like, But they could have done that faster. Yeah, or, like, taken, like, five of them out. <laughs> like, five out of ten. Yeah. Um, so, Linguini rides away from the restaurant on his bike with Remy in a jar, but he can't bring himself to drop him in the river, um, which is, you know... Yeah, Skinner, Skinner wants, like, Skinner wants Linguini to, like, put Dylan. Remy in a jar and then throw the closed jar in the river, which so he just... was so sad. Suffocates? He wouldn't even drown at that point. He suffocates. Yeah. Like, Ugh. I assume the jar would break if you, like, threw it in the river, like... I don't think it would. If you threw it, like, pretty hard, like, the pressure on the inside would probably break it, but... I don't... I think it would just, like... Actually, it would float, too. Yeah, it just so kind of depends stuck on in the jar how, forever. Yeah, it depends on, like, how much you're throwing. I don't think it Yeah, would, it's just a disaster. Um, he realizes how smart and talented Remy is, and he asks for his help in recreating the soup, um, you know, in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. Um, they <laughs> because decide. Remy's, like, pleading with him through the glass yeah. jar. He's, like, yeah, like nodding his head me. yes and, like, shaking his head no. And so yeah, and he, he like, realizes, realizes, oh, this dude speaks English. Weird that I speak English, even though yeah. I'm in Paris. Everyone but... speaks English. <laughs> Um, they decide to join forces as a team, and Linguini takes Remy home to his apartment with him. The next day, Remy figures out that he can guide Linguini by pulling his hair from underneath his chef's hat. It's weird. Yeah, which is so weird. Um, that's not how, like, nerves and things work. Um, they, and they are able to recreate Reflexes the soup together. Um, Skinner, though suspicious, allows Linguini to continue working and assigns Colette, the only female in the kitchen. And the only female in the movie, pretty yeah, much, basically. besides, like, the old lady at the beginning. Yeah. Um, to train him. So, that's cool. Yeah. So, Skinner learns that Linguini is actually Gusto's illegitimate son. Oh my god, plot twist. Out of nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> truly out of nowhere. Completely out of nowhere. <laughs> Um, and that Linguini is actually the rightful heir to the restaurant. Oh my god, crazy. Um, and then the Colette, because she's great, she actually kind of reminded me, like, looks-wise of Mirage. I feel like she kind of looked yep. like Mirage, but maybe that's just because she's, like, a girl am- animated by Pixar. Yeah, I think she was, like, Mirage with dark hair versus, what, silver? Yeah. yeah. Silver hair is cool, though. It's, like, trendy, you know? Very cute. Um... Yeah. But ahead of its time. But also, and if you have, like, silver hair, it, like, with those, like, really distinct features, I think it, it's even better. Yeah. Like, if you're going to have silver hair. No, then you look like a secret agent. Like, tan. Tan. Uh, tan France. Tan France. Tan is, like, incredible. Tan is, like, enough. You know? Like, he's not, like, so much, like, some... Okay, like, don't talk about Jonathan Van Ness that way. But, like, and I love Jonathan Van Ness, but, like, I feel like I could be friends Same. with Tan. Like... Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. What like he's not is like what extra. Is, okay, this relates. One of the things that I was doing while watching this movie that made it a lot funnier was every single thing that Remy was saying about food, I imagined coming out of Anthony's mouth. See, like, I don't <laughs> Because like, the way that Anthony talks about food is like so pretentious and then he like doesn't actually yeah. do a good job. But it's like it made me laugh so hard while I was watching this. So strong recommend watch Ratatouille and just pretend like everything that Remy is saying, close your eyes and picture Anthony saying it and it works. Yeah, because like I didn't think that like I don't get the whole Anthony thing. Like he's hot, sure. He's but so like hot. he's it's like not But like fair. he's like but for me it's like okay, well he's gay, so like 
like and say that doesn't happen for me see like so. for me it's like okay so it's like it's never gonna happen kind of thing like well, it's not even like and also like it's not never gonna happen because he's gay well like, no but I mean it's also like it's not even like in my realm of like thinking because mm-hmm. like okay it's it'd be you know it's just that's not how it works yeah if that was my thought though I would never be attracted to anyone well, yeah, like, same, but, like, for She's me, right. it's, like, at least, like, I can't even, like, for, it's, There's like, not, not even, even a chance. Yeah, it's, like, not even, like, a fantasy, because, like, okay, I, he's, yeah. he's never, yeah, but, like, I when like I say Tan, I'm, like, oh, friends. my God, me and Tan could be, like, best friends. <laughs> um, yeah, if you were to be best friends with one of them, would you want it to be Tan? I think so. I okay. like Tan. I feel like Tan would hate me. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't know, he's just very particular and picky and I feel like I am too yeah and so I feel like I just wouldn't and I, I think know. like he and I would jive because I think he's friends with like like the other guys in the frat but he's like yeah. the more demure one and like I'm louder like he doesn't he kind of like reminds me of my sister in a way that like he's quieter and like but he's still funny you just have I feel to like, like you listen. need like a bobby who's just like not gonna say anything and just I was watching I watched like a panel that they were on and it was like 40 minutes because it just like popped up on my recommended and I was like mm-hmm. I'm watching this and it was like 40 minutes long and bobby didn't talk the whole time yeah. it was like everyone else the entire like Karamo and Anthony and yeah. Jonathan and Tan got there 20 minutes late and, so, I don't and know, like I, I like Karamo I think Karamo would be second like if people I would be friends with I, I think know, it would be I Tan first so then. annoying like he's just constantly like making everything deep yeah but I think also I don't know like I that's what I like and he's a parent I don't need that okay yeah that's true um and what I liked about Tan I was watching these like uh where they go through each other's Instagrams Mm -hmm. um and they like make fun of them basically and Tan's was like said the stuff that like I he's like this guy is 100% it's a thirst trap and like Mm -hmm. he tries to make it like cooler because he puts a little quote on it but it's really not we all know it's a thirst trap like stop it stop it stop it and the way that you're doing this is very Jonathan though like yeah, the way but that you're like, like, but like Tan like got into it like that, and he's yeah. like, okay, Anthony, another thirst trap. Like you don't. Be, he's know. like, but what I appreciate about Anthony is he knows it's a thirst trap, and he like puts it out there that it's a thirst <laughs> trap. Where Karama tries to like be like, ooh, I'm sophisticated. I, I watch this it's video. Di- well. it's I will like, watch anything they do. I love. But them. it's like so true, and I'm just like, oh my god, Tan. Like me and Tan like kind of like get each other. Yeah. I just love Jonathan. I feel like the way that John, like Jonathan just talks. I would, I would like, be oh, best. Man. Like I could definitely be best friends with Jonathan. Like don't get me wrong, I could be. Best best friends with Jonathan. And I feel I like think, Jonathan would give me a lot of, like, truly useful advice about, like, yeah. how to, like, unclog my skin and, like, what to do with my hair. Yeah, and see, like, what I like about Tan is I feel like Tan would be, like, for me and, like, for me and Tan, like, our relationship, um, I feel like Tan, Tan would be somebody I would be friends with, like, forever. Where, like, I think mm. Jonathan could be, like, I think Jonathan is somebody who I feel like he's such a butterfly that he, like, has so many different friends where it's, like, okay, I need, like, it would be hard to be, for me to be, like, best friends with a Jonathan, where, like, I could be best friends with a Tan. Okay, interesting. You know? Colette continues to train Linguini, and they both are tasked with preparing an old recipe of Gusto's that had previously always been a disaster because Skinner wants to, like, make it clear that Linguini is not actually that good. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, I'm going to give him this recipe. It'll show that he's not that good of a cook, even though it's, like, the recipe that's not that good. But Remy is able to make the old recipe loved by all of the guests by making improvised improvements against Colette's orders. Ooh, going against Colette. Um, and then while they're on a break outside, Remy's reunited with his brother, Emil. I 
missed how this happened, so I'm going to have you explain it to me. Um, but Emil just, like, emerges from the sewer and takes him back to their Rat King dad and the rest of the colony. <laughs> so, Olivia, how, where did Emil come from? Where he, did like, he go? literally did he... emerges from the sewer. Like, there's, like, a sewer shaft area. That's a plot issue. Yeah, and sir. he just, like, kind of emerges from there. They're making You had pairs. an hour and 51 minutes, like to sort this out and there's this plot like he like literally just pops up out of a sewer shaft love it um and so remy is telling his dad that he doesn't plan to stay with their family the rat king shows him an exterminator's storefront which is very handmaid's tale um it's like in handmaid's tale when they show the handmaids the wall where they like hang everyone um yeah, Olivia just gave me a look. Okay. Um, so, yeah, to show him that humans cannot be trusted. Fair. Um, but Remy doesn't listen and goes back to the restaurant. Okay, so I thought some interesting quotes from this, <laughs> this like, uh, piece of the movie. I love this. Um, one was, Remy asks Emil what he's eating, and Emil replies, I don't really know. I think it was some sort of rapper once. Me and Emil are definitely, we definitely vibe. Um, we have very unsophisticated palates, and, like, I get it. <laughs> I get his struggle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then the dad rat says. <laughs> dad so rat. So this is, like, kind of, like, a really What aggressive- was the dad rat's name? Django. Oh, Django. Um, this is like a progressive moment where Dad Rat Django says, This is the way things are. You can't change nature. And Remy says, Change is nature, Dad. The part that we can influence. Um, and it starts when we decide. But, like, honestly and truly, can you hear Anthony Porowski saying, Change is nature, the, Dad. The part that we can influence. And it starts when we decide what we're going to eat for dinner this evening. Like, can't but, you like, just he hear wasn't him saying relating that? It, he wasn't relating it to food. It was no, I know. To, like, but I can just, being I can just hear Anthony saying that. I know, but I, when I was watching this without the idea of queer eye <laughs> in my mind, I thought it was, like, really cute and progressive. Like, I yeah. thought it was kind of cool that he was, like, I mean, Anthony also cute and progressive, so... I mean, yeah, he is, but, like, you know. Um, yeah. Okay, so Linguini and Colette began developing a romantic relationship. Another random new story. Yeah, I can, I would like to go off on this. I, okay, we'll get there. Uh, Relationship after Remy steers Linguini to kiss her rather than blurt out their secret. So, like, when Remy steers Linguini to kiss her, Colette is holding up the pepper spray and she's about to spray it in Linguini's eyes. And somehow she like goes from being about to spray the pepper spray to like enjoying the kiss. That doesn't happen. Like that's never going to happen. Wait, is that what she... Oh, She was holding a pepper spray about to spray it in his eyes. And he's just there with his eyes wide open, like making out with her. And then she like starts to enjoy it. Like that doesn't happen. Okay, so for me, I just thought that this was a stupid plot line that, like, yeah. we didn't need. No, like, why we didn't could... need a romantic relationship I was, at all. I would have been perfectly fine if, like, and I think you can even have the Remy and Colette, like, butting heads part, and, like, Remy and... Without Linguini... Remy and Linguini literally butting heads, get it? Y- yeah, you mean Colette and Remy. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So Colette and Remy can like butt heads as like chefs mm-hmm. without Linguini and Colette being in a romantic relationship. Yes. I thought that could have stayed a friendship yeah, you and we could have avoided had, this whole fucking plot line. You could have had a woman in the movie and like not needed her to be in a romantic subplot. No, she could have been like a friend who is just yeah. like a talented chef. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, who has worked there for years. And then Linguini comes along. He makes one good dish. And suddenly he's like the king of everything. Yeah. God, Ridiculous. Stop. That's, anyway, I'm mad. However, their romance and Linguini's lack of attention makes Remy feel like a third wheel. Um, Remy discovers Gusto's will and the DNA test proving that Linguini is the rightful heir to the restaurant and is able to escape Skinner's clutches until Linguini, who takes over as head chef and fires Skinner. Yeah, in case you forgot, Remy can read. Yeah. <laughs> um, the restaurant is hugely successful with Linguini, aka Remy, as head chef, but Linguini quickly begins to let the success and fame go to his head. Remy grows tired of Linguini's dismissive and unappreciative attitude and invites his rat clan to raid the pantry at the restaurant. Um, Linguini finds out and kicks Remy out for stealing. Because, like, stealing is apparently, like, a big thing in this movie, too. Like, the loyalty and, like, stealing. Like, they just, like... One of the Gusto's apparition things that, like, keeps appealing to Remy is, like, don't steal. Like, you know, like, you don't want to be a a rat. You want to, like, be a good upstanding rat citizen and, like, not steal, which is so weird. Like, go against your nature and, like, don't steal. Yeah, but, like, Remy has no means of production. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Remy would just rely on the generosity of others. Like, Remy cannot make his own money to be able to afford his own food. Yeah, and they're like, no, don't steal, don't steal. And, like, it's, like, a big point in this movie that, like, Remy has to, like, go against Mm -hmm. his, like, rat nature and not steal and, like, not help (laughs) his family by stealing. And, like, that loyalty is something that's super important, which, like, I don't really understand because he's a fucking rat. But, like... Literally a rat. Which, like, I don't support stealing in any way, shape, or form, but it's just kind of weird that, like, it's such a big, like... Meanwhile, we both definitely stole this movie to watch it. I mean, it's just a... It's a very big (laughs) sticking point in this movie, and I don't really... I, I don't get it. Like, I think it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, anything else? So, um, Anton Ego, who's France's top restaurant critic, we're introduced to him earlier, um, and Gusto was, like, sad earlier that, like, Ego's review made him lose a star from his restaurant. Anyway, um, so Anton Ego, oh my god, Antony. <laughs> Antony Go. Anton Ego, France's top, Tan Francis, oh my god. <laughs> Anton Ego, France's top restaurant critic, spit it out, Miranda, whose previous review cost Gusto one of its stars and potentially his ultimate death, um, comes to re-review the restaurant because now it's like getting so much buzz, it has a different owner, etc. Um, so Skinner, knowing Remy's talent, captures him, Remy, n- n- not Ego. Does he capture Ego or Remy? No, Skinner, the, uh, the ex-chef, mm-hmm. captures Remy. Okay, Remy. Skinner, knowing Remy's talent, captures Remy, planning to use him to create a new line of frozen foods. However, Remy's family is able to free him. Remy returns to the restaurant where Linguini is completely failing without him. The staff sees Remy, but Linguini steps in and confesses the truth to them, and they leave in utter disgust and disbelief. Um, question. Do you know how long the average rat lives? What's, like, the lifespan of a rat? I know, like... Maybe, like, a, I feel like a domesticated rat is maybe, like... I'm going to ask Siri. Five years? What's your guess before we ask? What's the lifespan of a rat? I'm going to guess seven years. Here's what I found on the web for what's the lifespan of a rat. Um, this website is called Squeaks and Nibbles. It's all about <laughs> owning rats. Okay. Two to three years. 
Oh, wow. In rare cases, pet rat life expectancy can be as long as four or five healthy years. So now Linguini owns a restaurant. He's only going to have this rat for maybe a year. Like, Remy seems firmly middle-aged. I guess he's assuming that that Colette is going to step it up at some point in time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's. An, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Remy's dad arrives with the rest of the rat clan to help run the kitchen, and Linguini <laughs> waits. Full of rat clan so much. <laughs> like, there's nothing else to call it. There's. It's like too big to be family. Whatever. It's too big to just colony. Be rat clan um <laughs> to help run the kitchen and linguini waits on the tables in the dining room colette soon remembers gusto's motto and returns to the restaurant and assists remy in creating a variation of ratatouille for ego ratatouille. um gusto's motto is anyone could cook by the way Cute. including rats um, he is so impressed by his meal he requests to meet the chef after all the other customers have left the restaurant colette and linguini introduce remy to ego idiots yes very stupid move. And they explain everything to him. Another stupid move. Why? Like, <laughs> this is the evil man who, like, caused this old man to die. Yeah. Like, like what, what are you doing? Bad, bad move. The next day, he writes a stellar review of the restaurant. However, it is ultimately shut down when the health inspector, who the rats tied up and hid in the refrigerator during the dinner service, is released and reports the rats in the kitchen. Vile. I guess it's supposed to be Nick they, they tell Ego so that like he knows because they know they're going to get shut down. Gross. Which is like, okay. Okay, cool. Just ruin this man's legacy. It's fine. Yeah, this rat kitchen. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Ego ends up losing his job and credibility for writing such a good review of a rat-infested restaurant, which like, he didn't know. It's fine, um, but he I finds... mean, he did know. Okay, because <laughs> they introduced okay. him to the rat, and then he still writes the <laughs> But like nobody knew that he introduced him to the rat. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, so he finds success after investing in a bistro called La Ratatouille, in which Remy is the head chef with Colette and Linguini. Runs. Oh. (laughs) I like love when I can see it coming and then you get there and it's like, okay. (laughs) Like when I'm on the next page, you're flipping the page. I'm sorry. This is such a run on sentence. Ego ends up losing his job and credibility for writing such a good review of a rat infested restaurant. But he finds success after investing in a bistro called La Ratatouille, in which Remy is the head chef with Colette, and Linguini runs the front of the house operation. Thank God. Whatever. Um, it has, like, a solid conjunction, and you know what? It has, like, this? three conjunctions. I know. Whatever. Um, okay. So, Remy's entire rat clan is also... Every time it makes me laugh. Um, Remy's entire rat clan is also given a new home on the bistro's roof, which hopefully no one shoots down and they all lose their home. Yeah, lots of gun violence. <laughs> so much gun violence in Ratatouille. It's they weird. Do. Um, yeah, I think, like, it just totally fits, though. Like, when you see them, you're like, rat clan, you know? Like, you, like, totally Ew. get it. <laughs> rat clan. Yes. That's rat, my French accent. Rat clan. Sounds delicious. <laughs> no. no, no okay, so overall comments. Um, so the depictions, me personally, so the depictions of Paris were beautiful. Yeah, they're that. really nice. I feel like there like wasn't enough. There was like too much kitchen and then like Linguini's yeah. shitty apartment. Yeah. I so, get enough of that in real life. <laughs> I don't need to see that. Our apartment is significantly bigger. No, it's significantly nicer. 
Yeah. But we also don't have a view of the Eiffel Tower. Like, that That was literally the second that they... I didn't talk about this. I should have written it down, but I was... I took notes, like, afterwards, so I kind of forgot about this until right now. Um, They show, like, Linguini's apartment and everything, and then the last thing that they show is, like, Remy scurrying up to the window and, like, staring out, and they show his view. It was really pretty. And it's just the Eiffel Tower huge. I literally went, oh, fuck off. Like, like there's no way this little idiot who's not... Who is, like, a mop man. (laughs) Even a closet in that area. Like, it's just... No, No, absolutely There's no way that he could afford... Like, they were pretending. And, like, I was also impressed that... Linguini was like spending so much on food prep supplies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like he was buying a lot of food to like let Remy to learn practice. how to cook, yeah. to like practice and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. He broke a window. Like I'm just confused about Linguini's financials. Yeah, I would like to see that. Um, <laughs> I'd like to see his tax returns. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, but okay, so where this movie went wrong was there was way too many. Plots going on. So the plot as a whole moves along rather slowly, and there's a lot going on to keep up with. Overall, there are too many subplots to keep going. Um, to name a few, Remy is different than the other rats in his colony and must learn to cope. Remy is separated from his family and may or may not ever see them again. Skinner is very suspicious of Linguini and might find out about Remy. Whether Linguini will find out he is Gusteau's illegitimate son and the rightful heir to the restaurant before the time designated in the will to come. Um, to come forward expires. The failure of the restaurant due to negative reviews that began prior to Gusto's death. Colette and Linguini's budding romance that makes Remy feel like a third wheel. Skinner's vendetta against Linguini and Remy after he is ousted from the restaurant. And that's just, what you missed on Glee. Just to name a few. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven plot points that like take up a sizable amount of time. We and could there cut probably three. Even more than that. Like, I don't know. There's so much of that that we easily could have just... I think the of. whole illegitimate son thing we could have cut... And the romance we could have cut. Like, it yeah. was just, there was too much going on. It was like everybody had to get their opinion and story into this movie. And they just crammed it all in there. And it was way too much. I didn't like it. Um, and that's how I feel. I do love Remy's character and his growth throughout the film. Love um, I love that he isn't afraid to be different and he's willing to follow his dream no matter the cost. Um, I love that he puts his passion for cooking ahead of recognition because yeah, like he literally can't be recognized that's true whatever and i love that he believes he can make a change that goes against the standard of what has always been and i love that he is flawed and uh knows that stealing is wrong yet allows his family to come into the restaurant and steal food overnight due to his resentment towards linguini but ultimately learns that lying and cheating um destroys trust yeah and like overall like that's a good message to teach children i think like remy is like a significant like significantly the best character in this movie like leaps and bounds better than everybody else fair so speaking of character to keep an eye on is yours remy um emil emil okay yeah (laughs) because like we relate yeah we relate we're like dogs um i don't really i don't know i didn't really like anyone that dogs much, in a, to be sorry dogs in a randy jackson kind of dogs like d-a-w-g me and emil tell you about the time i met randy jackson what <laughs> i'll tell you later okay <laughs> that's so weird but um, yeah when i said dogs i'm like no not like wolf wolf dogs like randy dogs, dogs. like homies yeah like homies um, me and emil would be homies yeah i had a dog named homer and we nicknamed him homie oh that's so cute he's really cute he was the best name Brody goes by little homie sometimes yeah, Lil Bay, Lil Homie. There's not really any reason for that. <laughs> no, not at all. It's like Lil Bay, Lil Homie. Yeah, okay. Um, 
completely fo- forgot what I was gonna say. Um, your character. Oh, um, my character to keep an eye on. I don't know, like maybe that old lady that like was just sleeping all day in the rain, mostly because I like want to be her minus the rat infestation. Like I just want to live in like in a French country home in the rain. A simple life. You still have TV reception. Like, oh, it just seems great. Okay. Anyway. Um, so Keep an eye on her. She's probably dead by now. Yeah, I was going to say, she's definitely not alive anymore. She had Saffron? Why did she have Saffron? What was yeah. the other movie that we talked about Saffron in? I think it was Devil Wears Prada because her uh, boyfriend was a cook. Yeah. Yeah. Saffron, very expensive. It's weird that this old lady had Saffron. Yeah, that's true. Um, considering it didn't look like she Also would have been pissed if a rat was stealing my saffron. That's expensive. It's very expensive. We learned. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned. <laughs> or I learned. Yeah, I know. So, um, just a quick it. update on Ratatouille 2 and the possibility of this happening. Ratatouille. Yes, Ratatouille. They should honestly make a sequel just because of that. Well, according to, um, and this article that came from Gizmodo, which is a, um, uh, it's a tech something or yeah, it's, it's like, like a tech a, website. Yeah, it's a tech website. Um, I don't so know they why they're talking about um, Ratatouille too. Well, Ratatouille. they did an interview with uh, Brad Bird. Okay. So and Still weird. in which he said he will not be making a sequel to Ratatouille. That's fine. Um, yeah, he said, "quote You know, I feel like the story is told." And you know, I feel like that story is told. He said, but you're welcome to take a crack at a Ratatouille sequel. I feel like I've done my Ratatouille, I've done my Mission Impossible, and I've done my Iron Giant. And that's that. I'm not mad about it, but it seems like it's the only thing people want now is for you to repeat what you just did. Which is kind of true. Do something new, Brad. Yeah, which I feel like he, you know, redid... Incredibles. Incredibles. But, you know, it took him a long time. Like, Incredibles almost felt new again. It was like 10 years. You haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it yet. Um, So it looks like no Ratatouille 2, unless someone besides Brad Burr wants to make it. But if that happens, it's not even the same thing. So. Yeah. Maybe that's for the best. Probably. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. My rating for this movie, I think I'm going to give it like a 3.5. I actually think that's what I gave it. Oh, because it was like 3.5. Bad. It was like fine. No, it wasn't a bad watch. It's just not something I would watch every day. No, like I'm I'm not going to... Once every 10, 15 years I'm not going to watch Ratatouille again soon. No. Like I'm... Ratatouille's not one of the movies that I'm like, oh, I'll watch again soon. Like I'd watch like John Tucker Must Die tomorrow. For sure. So this ranks around the same realm as Ice Princess, Step Up. We're in that same sh- uh That feels area. correct. Yeah, Hocus Pocus ended up be- which was like a pretty big disparity. Controversial. Um, and then My Day with the President's Daughter My is around that. with the President's Daughter. Yeah, so interesting like group in that three to... Model behavior was in that same kind okay. of group. That's, I mean, Sister some of, the of these are... Pants too. Aren't that great? But yeah, some of them like, are fine. Yeah, there's definitely... It's an interesting... The Parent Trap, it's an interesting group that like that kind Seems of... Seems like it's a big group. <laughs> it's like 3.25 to 3. Point, uh, there's no other 3.5s. So there's only 3.25 and 3.75, so it's kind of like that group. Okay. Fair. Um, so interesting. That's that. All right, so next week, um, be looking out for... We have a very special top 10 list again. Which one are we going to do? Disney princesses. Oh, God. I'm scared. I'm, like, really like, excited. I don't, I don't know. I need to, like, research this. Like, I feel like I need to really, like, I've, prep for this. I've done a lot of the, like, numbers research that I'll share with you. Okay. Like, so, 
like just so you just like thank the bare God. bones like <laughs> that gods, kind of what? research um because i think that does actually have a lot to do with like and i i have notes on it too but like it has a lot to when i was going through the numbers i'm like okay this is how i feel about this okay um yeah so so get excited get excited um in the meantime go to tbcamp.com for everything you need to know about the show there you can also find a link to our red bubble and you can find uh stuff that you can buy to support our show and remember as i said earlier i feel like a broken record charity starts at home so if you'd like to support this podcast um the red bubble is your best bet right now yeah realistically but there's Um, some other ways that you can support the podcast that olivia is going to talk about absolutely you should while you're listening to this podcast um as it's finishing up scroll to the bottom of your apple podcast app and select five stars it's that easy and if you truly love us you can go the extra mile and leave us a a review we would love that um thank you to Brittany, who is our latest five-star review i was sitting right next to her we scrolled to the bottom and i pressed the five stars um i pressed the five stars and that was that so we had it's really really simple so if If you're listening to this you can do it if you've already rated us five stars um i'm gonna need you to like go to the club and like when someone is having you put your number in their phone just like go to their podcast app and then rate us five stars like oh, that's what i'm gonna need you to do so when you go to the club also you should go up to the dj team and be like i need to make a special announcement tbtmp that would that would have absolutely no return like also, no one's like gonna... record yourself doing it so like we can put it on youtube and then that return would be fantastic yeah but i feel like no one's gonna like go to their phone and actually like check it out you know Whatever. i don't know um, um you know i don't know great sure yeah so tell people yeah so um yeah along that line be sure to talk to our podcast talk be sure to talk about our podcast to literally anyone that will listen that includes friends parents work colleagues the person in the bathroom stall next to you on facebook anyone spread the word of tbt amp like you would jesus christ or as i said earlier as you would butter on a freshly baked warm croissant that you were about to croissant yeah like you you're putting butter on that croissant that croissant's already packed with butter and like you just don't even care because you've spent the entire day walking around Paris and you're just like living your dream. It's like raining and it smells like rain and you I can't even smell the urine coming out of the Seine. I'm really sorry. Like I'm really Yeah, just... you're going to the next level. Also, if you have gross. anything you want to share or comment with us <laughs> about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at tbtamp. You can follow our personal personal Instagram or Twitter accounts at Mac is cheesy for me that's M-A-C-K is cheesy and for me that's at Miranda Johnson M-I-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-H-N-Z-O-N also I think honestly like the best way to get the premium content that isn't um that isn't just listening to this podcast is by following our Instagram there's truly nothing but premium content it is amazing and there's content all right sometimes it's like actually like really cool it's a very good follow it's definitely worth your time we're like we bring you the news like i'm i'm posting about like joe jonas tweeting about the 10th anniversary of camp rock like we're we're bringing it to you and our instagram stories are like premium content i haven't posted an instagram story in a while but but, like like, when they're posted they're good so (laughs) thank you all right so (laughs) see you on tuesday